Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the TKO Podcast. <sighs> Follow us on Twitter. Bye bye, Delilah with two H's and Chelsea MFG. And the TKO Podcast and Threadhead Media and all of our social media accounts. Because that's where we are talking shit and living our lives, man. Literally talking shit. So <laughs> we took last week off to settle and get our lives together and figured there's nothing going on this week, so might as well talk all the shit we want. Um, we're just going to quickly recap Jacksonville. Um, that was headlined by Smith and Teixeira. And then the saddest UFC fight night um, that was headlined by Walt and Overeem. Man, um, I was just sad the entire time. <laughs> yeah, For the last two weeks, I've just been sad. It's pure depression. Um, and then we have listener questions, which is like my favorite part. So... Let's get into this shit. Let's start off with Smith and Teixeira's card. That was a wild night. Um, that was actually a lot of fun, that card. Yeah. The fights yeah. were actually really good. And then you got up to, like, main event and you were like, <sighs> by the end. Um, yeah. I actually didn't see the... Rothwell OSP fight but everybody like I saw I do remember all the memes like saying that OSP was running um so I don't really recall that fight at all I think it was was a weird fight yeah I think I was overwhelmed with happiness that Dober knocked out Hernandez that was really fun too and like and Alex Hernandez, he was talking so much shit previously that it was not even just about like Drew Dobert, but just in general, like dude has not shut the fuck up recently. And it was really nice to see Drew Dobert put him out. I just don't like Alex Hernandez. It's just his face. Like there's just people <laughs> that have faces that you don't like. I just don't I never liked him, his face, his stupid, like cockiness I don't know where he gets it from I don't know what he's done in his life that he thinks he requires like all this attention that he wants but he sucks to me I just I just never liked him never cared for him he was always disgusting to me so he's still disgusting and now he's disgusting and he got KO'd so (laughs) um there's that on that and then Rothwell and OSP like I said I didn't watch it and you said it was super weird so what the hell happened? It was just a lot of OSP looking like he was terrified to be in there at heavyweight. Um, Rothwell did just tend to bully him a lot. Like, OSP would land something that looked like it would be productive and then he would, like, pull off. And so then it would just kind of be like, well, why did you even do that to begin with if you're not going to, like, really engage in the fight? A lot of it was him, like, running away. Um what he needed to do was really sit down on something and like commit to a combination and he probably could have run away with it, but he just, he didn't look like he wanted to be in there. And when he did land, he didn't really capitalize on anything. So it was just this weird dance of pot shotting like ineffectively and then like Rothwell getting it back and then just nothing being done. Like, but they both got their steps in. I'll say that. I just, I want, like, such good things for OSP. Like, I feel like... Same. I just... Yeah, I want him to do, like, so well. And then he goes against somebody like Ben Rothwell. And I'm like, where was the guy that fought the last time? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like he, too, has also, like, an up and down... He's very inconsistent. Yeah. And and it's not like he doesn't seem to be a gifted athlete. It's not like he's in there and we're like how the fuck did you even get this far to begin with? It's just very much like he's either on or he's way off. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And then we had the main, which, okay. I just, I'm going to say this. I know this is like over with or probably not because now Anthony Smith's talking out of the side of his mouth. So, okay. It 
it's not that people hate his corner. Like, and I don't know why, like, everybody was so up in arms. Like, there was half of Twitter that was like, he, that fight should have been stopped. And then the other half was like, the, like, his corner knows what he's doing and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not that, like, anybody was hating the corner. It's just, I get it. There, Kraus and everybody was like under a microscope. There was no crowd. The commentators are talking. They hear what the commentators are saying. Like they're trying to do all this, everything at once, I guess, because like the crowd's not there to interfere. It's not that like I hate his corner or that we hate his corner. Like I'm putting that out there right now. It's just that they did like an awful, awful job at protecting Mm -hmm. their fighter. I think, um, I mean, it was like there in their face. Yeah. When it's, I don't, when it is that obvious, there's no excuse to me. I do not care that Anthony Smith has said that he doesn't want his corner to stop a fight. I don't care. That should not be up to your fighter. And I know a ton of people are going to be like, well, you're not fighters, so you don't really understand. But live to fight another day, man. I don't understand how you can say you do all of this shit for your family and, and providing. But you're literally shortening your career when you take a beating like that. That was and literally it wasn't, my next point. <laughs> it was not... He was not going to come back from that. I don't understand how a corner can be so afraid of their fighter that he's going to leave their gym. You should be happy that he's going to even have that option of leaving your gym. Like, yeah. They should be happy he even knows his name that, that next morning. Yeah, like, he took like, up come on. freaking pounding. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. And it's not like death to his corner, man, you know? But grow some fucking balls. Stand up to your fighter sometimes and be like, listen, I know you're going to be mad at me, but, like, you were not getting out of that. Ego is really what's having, what's giving Anthony Smith a problem right now. The ego ego is going to kill, I want to say, 75% of these fighters. Actually, I'm going to boost it up to 99% because the ego of fighting through the pandemic is another one, but whatever. Mm -hmm. We live to see another day, but um, the egos on these men and some women, mm-hmm. um, but mostly men, are absolutely insane to me. And it's I like you said the 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 fact that they I just out being it, family men. Yeah, it just I really can't wrap my head around you saying I'll do anything to prefer protect my family but let my brain turn to jello at the same time so yeah. I won't be doing much in a couple of years but that one time I saved and it. then and then him calling out Herzog was really what pissed me off like him being like Herzog's a coward for like taking responsibility for that he was trying to take heat off of you in your corner you fucking dumbass like I don't understand how he, you like he's there yeah he's full of so much like shit and it's like I think he just I don't know. I hope he's embarrassed as shit and that's the reason why he's talking all this nonsense because there is no other reason for you to come for a ref as hard as he did. He sounded he sounds so dumb now. Yeah. It's just he's always crazy. he's always struck me as someone who's like really intelligent and thoughtful. Me too. And maybe like it's the glasses. <laughs> but like even when we met him was he was like funny and sweet and like he didn't come off as like someone who could be a jerk you know but you never want to put like weight in like meat and grease I get that but like you can always get a vibe off of someone like professional yeah, I got no off. stupidity vibes yeah so it was weird but and yeah like me, I get stupidity vibes yeah and like that corner though that corner is I would say that your corner is more responsible for your overall health than the ref is because oh totally your corner knows what you're capable of and that goes to and against their argument, really, because Anthony was like, whatever he was saying, a lot of the argument is like, oh, your coaches know what to look for in you. Sure. And a ref gives you strict instructions on, like, when to defend yourself and when not to. And, like, if a fighter is out of a fight, I would think a corner knows more than a ref does. Because if you're, like, trying to block certain things, then you're essentially trying to defend yourself. That's not really up to, like, what a ref is supposed to, like, look for, like, other than that, you know? So, like, if a corner sees that you're struggling and they know that you don't look like this normally, come on. It's down to your corner. And it should just be be that. Like, it should be down to your corner. There were... Even, just even, like, 
like when you when they show the recap and all that stuff like to even Glover like he was just like good lord like yeah I, he wouldn't he even apologize to him for beating the shit out of him yeah that's something I would do I'd be like sorry for like beating you senseless um it was just very what? weird and I didn't but like you know the overall if, thing yeah. of him but if Drayson had stopped it people would have been pissed you know like if Herzog had stopped the fight at any point in that fight, when I actually was watching, people would have been pissed. So, no one would have been happy either way that that ended. But we do need to talk about more, like, how corners overall try to not say that the onus is on them when it is. And then fighters talk out the side of their fucking necks when their corners do a shit job of taking care of them. What Anthony Smith should have done was kept his mouth shut after this one. He should have just been like, yeah, that was bad. And then we could have moved on from that. But he effectively made himself look like a dick. And there's that. Um, anyway, moving on, because I have no time to talk about people who don't care about their own brains. Um, so then we had UFC Fight Night 176, which was Overeem and Harris. The whole card, I, I feel like, I from what I remember, was super, really good, too. Um, from I think from the prelims all the way up, we had Ige and Barboza, which was really good. I, I really enjoyed that fight. Um, and then who else did we have? Claudia and Angela Hill. She did not win that fight. Who? Who is she? Claudia. Mm. I don't know. I, I wasn't paying attention yeah. that much, really. I do not um, believe she won that fight. <laughs> the judging that night was, like, really weird. It was it's really been weird. off. And I know people are saying it's because, like, people before were saying it's the crowd that, like, sways the judges, which I do believe. Yes, it does. That happened with Till and Wonderboy, if you remember. Yep. Um. But I do have to say that I feel like without the crowd, these people are like, what the hell? These three judges don't know their ass from their elbow. I um, know. Some of these decisions, I'm like, okay, that was so unnecessary. And now what? Like, now what happened? Mm-hmm. It's just- I, thought, I thought Darren Elkins won, and I thought Vera won when I was watching them. I haven't gone yeah. back to watch them, so I can't really give, like, a solid argument as to why I believe those things. But I do firmly, rem- I remember firmly believing that when I was watching the card. Um, the Angela Hill-Claudia Godella fight, I wasn't really paying attention to, so I can't tell you an argument from one or the other. Um, but they weren't bad fights, you know? People no, need to they stop were so with this. Good. People need to stop with, like, close fights being robberies. Yeah. Close fights are not robberies. The only one yeah. that I can really argue to being, like, whoa, was John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. That's the only one that I can be like, yeah, let's go back and look at that because that's a title fight and we need judges that know what they're looking at. But like for like these fight night cards, when judging is off, you know, but what are you going to do? For these fight night cards, the robberies don't even like when these all these quote unquote robberies start happening. I'm like, yeah, all right, y'all. Well, y'all are on a fight night card. So like you weren't going really far to begin with from here. So and I don't know. Like, I just feel like the, the the MMA Twitter gets so angry over certain things, and it's just I don't know why. And they were good fights. It's like no one had a bad showing. You know, it's not like someone was getting their ass beat throughout every single fight and then turned around and won. They were all very close fights that I think were misjudged. Yes, but is it the end of the world to me? No. Um, I think Courtney Casey, out of all, like, out of both women's fights, I think Courtney Casey was the one that came out looking better than all of them. Yeah, I like her. I enjoy Courtney Casey. I think she should stay at 125, actually. Like, she looks good. Yeah, stay at flyweight. Don't go back down. Um, Mara Romero Barella, wasn't she, like, she was in a drug bust, I think? Like, her and her boyfriend were, like, selling hard drugs. And got caught and she was suspended. And th- I think this was like her first fight back. Mm, so that I was interesting. Um, one fight that literally sticks out to me on the whole card. Only because Walt didn't win or else that would have stuck out to me. Um, is Was Matt Brown and Miguel Baeza. I was just going to bring that one up. 
don't know why, but I was so looking forward to my Puerto Rican brother knocking this man out. And I was like, so hyped. There is, for some reason, it's not that I don't respect Matt Brown. I respect Matt Brown. I think he's awesome. Um, I just really wanted him to get knocked the fuck out. And I think it was because like revenge for Carlos. (laughs) Like Carlos never got to fight him. So like, this is it. Um, I don't, or did he get to fight him? Did he ever fight Condit? I don't believe he I don't did, think actually. so. I think that fight got canceled. Um, yeah, it was canceled. Just, I just, there's for some reason, I just really just don't like Matt Brown. And I really loved Miguel Baeza knocking him the fuck out with a hook. Mm, I don't mind so Matt Brown. Beautiful. I think he knows. I think Matt Brown knows what he is on a fight card. You know, he's there for excitement. It's not like he's there for like a title shot. You know, he's like past that. He knows that. So I respect that. Uh, I thought Miguel Baeza looked really good, actually. Um, At first, I was a little concerned. I was like, who is this kid that they're putting in here with Matt Brown? And then he went in there and cracked Matt Brown. And I was like, oh, shit. I watched his Miguel Baeza was on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And I feel like he won the exact same way on Tuesday Night Contender Series. It was like second round and he came back. I feel like he was losing in that one and he came back. Don't come at me and say you're wrong. Um, but, like, I don't really care if I was wrong about that. But I do remember him on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, whatever. Um, and he was actually fun. So seeing him sorry, on a card was actually really cool. I thought he looked really good. Yeah. That was a fun fight. That, was a, that fight was, like, a lot of fun. So uh, fun. It was like, I think Danny again, Edson Barbosa was like my favorite fight on that card, though. Um, yeah. Also, I feel bad for Eric Anders. He has been. He has plateaued. Yeah, he has been on the outs recently. Poor, Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, he won at Walter, like middleweight, was it? Welterweight. <laughs> the man would have to cut off his arm to make Welterweight. Um, He'd have to cut off his legs. <laughs> he beat Gerald Mearshart at his return to middleweight, which was his last fight before mm-hmm. recent. But I don't remember that fight. So was that pretty sorry. quick? I feel like uh, it was a quick fight. No, no it was maybe a split not. decision. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it was that a split wasn't. decision win for him. Oh man, God, I remember when, when he, he was on when that he three fight skid. Yeah, when he starts going past like the second round, I feel like that's where he's like. You could see it in his face and everything. Like, his mouth is wide open. He, his stomach is, like, in and out. He is breathing so heavy. Yeah. I, another one that I'm, like, do well. And, what like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Marlon um, Vera. Then, That's what I want to talk about. Marlon yeah. Vera being fucking disgusting on Twitter after his loss. Like, I get that you thought you won that fight, and a majority of us did, too. But, like, don't be prejudiced on Listen, the time. I, yeah, I don't thought do he that. won. Yeah. I thought he won. I was like, okay, yes, he won this. When they read it wrong, I was like, well, maybe I misjudged. Because I'm not a judge. I don't know what I should be doing. Meanwhile, I should really, <laughs> we should go try and take a test for it. You take a test to be a judge in Chicago, and I'll be a judge in New York. Hell yeah, yes. I'll definitely get approved even without taking the test because it's fucking New York and we do whatever we want. So, yeah. I might have um, some, some hurdles to jump here in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, in Chicago, probably. You probably have to take a whole test. They're like, they'll look at me. They'll be like, you? What do you do? I'll be like, oh, watch boxing and MMA. They're like, you're in. <laughs> um, so Delilah, coming to a judging table near you. Um, I, okay. I'll, I saw... <laughs> okay serious i saw okay so i saw his tweet and basically if you didn't see it first of all you're under a rock second he called um song yodong he right that's what's his name song yodong is his opponent he called him chinaman so okay i saw a couple people defending it saying like he doesn't know english and whatever whatever your opponent's name is is outright said to you probably yeah. about a, a hundred times before your fight and yeah. you train someone to mimic him so you would have to watch his fights where you would see his name again and then have somebody come in maybe if you have somebody his stature his size what he does 
So again, you're mimicking your opponent. So again, you know his name because you're not just going to be like, let me mimic the Chinaman. No, you're going to say, hey, Song Yudong does this. So we're going to try and do that. So you can. I can't even take that he decided to go about calling him Chinaman. Like, he made a conscious conscious decision to do that, to purposely forego typing this man's name. And it wasn't a decision that he didn't make out of rage. You cannot tell me that he just didn't know what his opponent's name was and that he barely speaks English. Marlon Vera speaks English. He did, like, a whole interview in English. He speaks English. His opponent's name, sorry for you, Marlon Vera, but your opponent's name was announced when he when they said you he won. <laughs> you know, it's embedded in your brain. Song Yudong beat Marlon Vera. Also, <laughs> are you trying to tell me that you that fighters are signing fights and not knowing their opponents' names? But at this point, I would I would and all the excuses that are coming out, I'm like, okay. Like all right. All right. And no one, no one saw that tweet and explained it to him. So, like, he tweeted it. People explained why it was offensive. And he still kept the tweet up. No uh, dude, delete it. What? <sighs> thank God Ali's guys, he runs all their social accounts. So as soon as he gets bombarded with negativity, he deletes it. This yeah. guy. I don't know. Get you an Ali, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't fucking know. Anyway, oh! moving on. What? Edson Barbosa was tweeting about how he's rankings and shit at, at Featherweight. Okay. And I was like, dude, this was your first fucking fight. I was just at Featherweight. Say, just come back? Like, he was at he was at lightweight. They're not gonna rank you off a loss at Featherweight. I know and we like this about about rankings all the time, but like, come on. You know they're not gonna rank you off of a and- loss. Where's Ige on the on the charts? Is he even ranked? He is number eleven. Okay. As so of like he, this week. So like yeah. so he comes back from being a one fifty five er and thinks he's just gonna come down because he beat he well, he beat Dan Hooker and then lost to Dan Ige. Yeah. Okay. Good try. And and Dan Hooker is a lightweight. So like and also, he's coming off of talking shit about lightweight, saying that it's a boring division when we all know that you're sad because you three losses at lightweight, I believe it was, or something high like that. It's not like he's coming off of wins, moving down. And excuse you, Mr. Barboza, but I think that 145 is a lot of fun. 155. 155 is a lot of fun. Yeah, but he's at that point, he'd lost to Justin Gaethje and Paul Felder. Talking about lightweight is boring. Sir, excuse the fuck out of me, but that doesn't make any sense. Right, that's what I'm saying. I think 145 <laughs> and 155, they're both fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what is he so saying? He just doesn't want to say he was tired top, of getting his ass kicked. Right, he's just not a top <laughs> contender. And as soon as he realizes it and accepts it, the Lord and the world will love you. Like so, but he's saying he won that fight. Um, I'd have to go back and watch that, but I thought that fight was really close either way, and it was a lot of fun. So, and I like Danny Gay. Yeah, I like him too. I like the Hawaiian. First of all, I thought he was the one from Boston, but that's Rob Font. <laughs> I don't know why I confused them both, but for some reason, I'm so bad with fighters' names. My friends' names, I can tell you, name, number, birth, city. Fighters, I'm like, anyway, that guy <laughs> looks like that guy. <laughs> that one I'm dude. so bad. I don't know why. Um, he lost in like two years. He His last loss was at like 220 to Julio Arce, I think, mm. in Boston. Maybe that's how you made the Boston connection. Yes. <laughs> uh, were they on the same card once? Maybe. I don't know. I just know they look very much alike. And I'm going to probably look up a picture and they're not going to look anything alike. So just save your comments. Chelsea and the rest of this crew. They actually were not. Oh, wait, they were. They were on 220 together. Okay, Rob see, Fon- maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Rob Font was I'm just giving hard. myself excuses, y'all. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> and then uh, we came to Walt and Overeem. 
And I really was like, when it was going down and I like the first, whatever, few minutes of the first round, I was begging the ref to just end it. I was like, he has like ovarian, like wobbly. I'm like, just Mm -hmm. end it. Like give this man the, like the fight that he wants. But like, this isn't a storybook and that's not how shit works in the real life. So Mm -hmm. like, it's like, as it was happening, uh, like you could just, my whole like morale of watching the whole fight it just like got sucked it was like a balloon deflating like as soon as it just kept as soon as the fight kept progressing I was like oh my god like this is awful and this is not like I wanted a storybook ending for once Mm -hmm. for once I think I I tweeted that I was like we couldn't have one fucking happy ending this week one one um yeah that was really depressing I thought he was going to win. I thought the ref was going to stop it. And then he pulled back. And I was like, ah, there goes my hopes and dreams. And then Walt was just so tired. So tired. And then Overeem won. And I was like, well, my heart. It's a broken. It was like he was so overcome with, like, I feel like it was just, like, all of the emotion. And he literally, when he hit Overeem that first time that it wobbled him, I swear he, like, it took everything in him to like swing with all that power. Like he was really trying to take his head off and I was for it. I would have loved him to decapitate and hold somebody else's head. Like I was waiting for it. Oh, and listen, I, was, I love the ring. I really love yeah. her. But I wanted him to get his ass beat. Okay. Just, just to make me feel better. And that's really sad. <laughs> like wanting to feel better about that. But man no I felt the same way like I was totally against Alistar like I was like I if I was like fuck Alistar just was so yeah (laughs) I was like get out of my screen who even cares about you he should have even got an entrance it should have just all been about Walt (laughs) oh man the way they exploded exploited the way that they did all those promos was really gross to me I I mean I yes. know I get it I do definitely understand your side of it and at some points too it was kind of just like oh, it was like really a lot to take in I cried every single time that they showed that promo which was just so I don't know it's just so sad and it's like heart-wrenching and it's just so disturbing that that's happening in the world I do believe that like there is a purpose for them doing that um he had to obviously have agreed to do it. It was very like I wish it wasn't so promotional e. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like if they That's wanted just... to show and do like um like the like in memoriam of her. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Great. Show all the videos of Walt and her. Um not her, Anaya. Uh, shows like all the videos of her that you want but the promo e side to it was kind of just like all right y'all like I get it we get it that's really what was like the most annoying to me it felt very production you know it wasn't like soft and lovely um it was very much like this is a bad thing that happened and Walt is sad and we're going to use this to promote the fuck out of this event, which fine. And of course he had to like sign the okay, but like being in that position probably sucked. And I can't fault him for being like, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And I also can't like the one thing, like I said, like, hello, I mean, we're talking about it or whatever, but we said like, it was just the amount of times they showed it too. Mm -hmm. Like they showed it right before he walked out. And it is just so, and we've seen all the backstage photos. So we know there's televisions everywhere. So there's not one chance that he missed that promo right before he walked out. Yeah. My thing too, what was like really like annoying to me was they pushed the hell out of her death which sucks. Yes. Um, but then when the event came around, like 
they mentioned one time, like twice at most, that he earned his spot on the roster, like on the main card and him earning that fight. It's like, are you trying to milk sympathy one minute and then saying he's here of his own, like, warrant, like it's warranted that he's here? It's like, it's mixed signals. Like, you can't push one narrative and then switch last minute you know what i'm saying like it was felt it felt very like why weren't we talking about the fact that this man is a beast and he's earned this shot at overeem and like this is a big fight for him why did it have to be all about his daughter was murdered let's talk about that and make all of you sad because we all know what happened like you mention it once and that's enough you know it was just it felt very production to me and pushing it that way just felt wrong and I was just sad. I was over being oh, yeah. sad about it. But I mean, I get why they did it. Like, we all understand why they did it. It just sucks that they did. No matter what, it just sucks that they did. It sucks that this situation is happening and I feel really bad for them and that family. And Walt is, like, so strong because I cannot imagine being a parent and losing a kid at all and then losing a child in the way that he did. Ugh. Yeah, really. Um, so that was that. Overeem ruined our lives. Thanks a lot, Overeem. <laughs> um, we're just kidding. No, I do. I do love Overeem, and I love Walt. And I wish they put Walt against somebody that like you couldn't like re- like that I couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. So I could be like, yeah, like beat his ass. But um, I mean, he's he's all power to Walt on that. Um, and Overeem, like he beat this Overeem. Man. Yeah, yeah, he beat this man, and everybody's like, why did you even beat him for? Like, <laughs> so bad. Everybody's bitching at him for winning. When meanwhile, when he was losing, people were like, you can't even get your life together and win. <laughs> he's winning, and we hate it too. And we can't he's win. Like, Nobody well, I wins. I can't win. Oh, man, poor Overeem. But, like, imagine being that guy. Imagine being that guy on the card who has to beat up the person who's coming off of losing a child. I cannot. I yeah, cannot. It's, yeah, it's just, it's fucked up. It's fucked this up. This was shitty. This was shitty as fuck. <laughs> and, then, and then the next card. Oh, Lord, the next card. People are bitching about the next card. Not this okay. one. The next pay-per-view. People are bitching about the next pay-per-view. Okay, yeah. The next pay-per-view is that is Woodley and Burns, yes? No, that's Fight Night. The next pay-per-view is 250. Amanda versus Felicia's. Oh. That wait, I just have to chuckle, chuckle, chuckle that Woodley's on a fight night. Okay, <laughs> okay so two fifty. Um, yeah, I mean the card, whatever. But I always say this, and I will never stop saying it. We said the same shit about that Australia card that Rob Whitaker was on when mm-hmm. he fought Brunson. Everybody was like, "This card's gonna be shit." I always think about that. That's why I watch every card because I remember mm-hmm. like. Who are the people on this card? I did the same thing. And look who emerged from that. An amazing Rob Whitaker. Um, but that, I remember that card being so fun too. This card, yes, on paper and on through many other things is not <laughs> looking like it's going to be the most um, entertaining. But like they're they're doing this in the middle of this shit so i will take it for what it is actually i opened it up on wikipedia and some announced fights so alex Viseras versus chase hooper sterling versus mm-hmm. Corey sanhagen sean o'malley versus eddie wineland neil magny versus anthony rocco martin rafael Asensio versus cody garbant so it's gonna there are a lot of fun fights that are will that will be happening that night um i don't know if a full like main card has been announced yet but we always, like, complain about cards, and then, like, sometimes the card happens, and it's a night full of, like, really fun fights. So then people are like, it was still a shit card. And I'm like, okay, but the fights were good, weren't they? So then... People that can't admit that the, <laughs> the fights were good on a shit card on paper are the worst people. Like, just yeah. say, like, yo, my bad, I was wrong. I bitch about yeah. shit all the time. I will. I am going to bitch from here to kingdom come about Jessica I and Cynthia Calvillo headlining the fight. I am going to bitch about it until I'm blue in the face, but I'm going to watch it. And if they have the a good is, fight, I'm going to say they have a good fight. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is that fight is not Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer. Like, those yeah, fights just, 
I would watch Amanda Nunez wrestle a box of glad <laughs> bags, okay? Like, <laughs> I would watch it because I would be entertained. But, like, Calvillo or what's-her-face? What is her face? Jessica, I. I don't like yeah. either of them. I'm going to bitch Me about either. that fight. It's not the same, though. But you cannot be the person who complains about the UFC ignoring women and then complain that the UFC doesn't ignore women. Like, what, because what do you it's want not the women they want. Yeah, like, what do you want them to do? Then you need to tell the people that you actually like to be interesting and to start winning some fights. And guess what? The UFC actually has to book those fights. So either way, you have to just shut up at some point because what right. do you about? And I bitch about the UFC constantly. You can scroll down my Twitter and see me talking about Dana White um, <laughs> being a dickhead. But there comes a point where we have to just be like, what are you complaining about? What is it that we are actually complaining about? Because this does not align with what you just said literally yesterday. Which brings me to us talking about fighter pay. People don't understand how things are broken down in the company. And then they say that people have to pot, like buy pay-per-views to pay fighters. When UFC can just up the percentage of revenue. I'm actually so sorry. Fighters. I'm so tired of talking about fighter pay. Because everybody on MMA Twitter streams the fights. You want people mm-hmm. to get paid more? Buy the $80 pay-per-view. If you're not going to buy it, then I don't want to hear it. Or purchase their merch or do all this other thing. Yes, the the company is a multi-billion dollar company, right? It's $4 billion or $4 million? Yeah. Whatever. 44 whatever. Um, I'm just so, I'm just so over the pay. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. Do they deserve more? Yes. But guess what? They're not fighting for it themselves. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. And they're doing things and going to Fight Island in the middle of the chaos. And they're doing whatever. They- I'm I'm so past fighter pay when they're doing saying, these things to themselves. All I'm saying is people who get all judgy on Twitter about people streaming fights make no sense. Because the fighter pay that they're making is not from pay-per-view buys. Like a majority of it is not pay-per-view pay. Like... John Jones himself was saying, they're not offering to pay me more in general. They're offering to give me a higher percentage of pay-per-view buys, which makes no sense. Like, because that's what people are arguing, that if you're not buying pay-per-views, you don't get to argue that people deserve more pay when that's not how the buyout and all of that stuff is broken down. Right. But there are plenty of other things people can do and they're not doing them. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I'm I'm just tired of it. They do have to make a living and they do have to feed their families and put food on the table. That's not what we're arguing. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. arguing. I'm about to say we, that's, that's me speaking. Um, I'm not arguing that at all, but do something then, all of you together. Like, do mm-hmm. something and push forward. Because if only one of you is going to open your mouth and speak up on it, but then take it all back and still get in the same octagon and do whatever they do for the same pay, what's the point? They need to unionize. That's what they need to do. And we can, like, and it's so weird. I don't understand why they won't just, like, band together. Because you guys have definitely wiped jail things clean. Or he's definitely wiped something of, I don't even know what he has on these fighters. And it's like, he can't fire all of you. If If none of you are going to fight, there is no company. And people act like Dana White is a god, but, like, he has a business because fighters are willing to fight for him. Yeah. So he has to be doing something for them mm. low key or some, they have to have some type of relationship because if your boss isn't paying you the amount of money you deserve, people leave. Like Mm -hmm. it happens every day, not just fighters. Like people just like, Oh, you don't want to do this. See, I'm out. I'll go find something else or somewhere else where I can, where I will get paid. And, the thing do, is, and it's not like UFC is the only one there. Bellator, whatever else. Like, I don't know. They, uh, the thing I is, is fear is, fear is a great motivator. People, oh, huge. Not, people do not like knowing what is not going to happen. So if the UFC is guaranteeing you more money than other places, first of all, can offer you, you're going to stay somewhere that's lowballing you because it's still more than what you're going to get somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. Like, that, I'm, that's not, um, I totally, that I get. It's the sad part. But, like, fighters do need to, like, just take their heads out of their own asses and be like, listen, if somebody else cannot afford 
to fight, then that is my problem too, because eventually it could be me. Or it's just like, if you don't have opponents, you have no one to fight. So I don't know. Fight Fight yourself. Yeah. Like, because (laughs) fighting is, (laughs) fighting is not a singular sport, guys. But, um, anyway, so we have two cards looking forward to everybody's complaining about them. I'm complaining about it too. I don't really, um, I will watch them. looked at that. What is that one that I and what's her face? That's like Tokyo. Night, That's like it's not for like another four weeks. Oh, because it's not even listed on Wikipedia. No, nothing is listed after two fifty. Yeah, well, on on when I googled it, it has two fifty, and then UFC Saskatoon, which obviously isn't happening. That's probably going to be on Fight Island, and then they have fight night Austin but obviously that's not happening either so I'm just going to go back to the next fight which is next week and mm-hmm. it's Woodley and Burns which also I'm just going to pull like point out some of the ones that like I'm interested in um Billy Q and Spike and that's I think that's at catch weight mm-hmm. 150 uh, yeah uh Antonina Shevchenko and Caitlin Chukagian first of all I hope both Shevchenko's beat her ass (laughs) I would love for that for them to like have that like yeah we both beat (laughs) I don't know what she thinks is gonna happen like does she think she's gonna beat Antonina and then like what do you do what if she does right what is she gonna say say? I beat Antonina and now I'm coming after you Valentina even though I just lost to you yeah like I couldn't beat you but I beat your sister so ha (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work Oh man. Uh, anyway, um, we have Mackenzie Dern and Hannah Cyphers on that card. That should be pretty um interesting, I think. People hate Mackenzie Dern, which is brand new news to me. All Mackenzie D- Dern does is like mind her business. I don't understand how you can dislike her. She's living her best life. She's surfing and just doing what she's married does. and being a mom. Leave her yeah. alone. And they call her fat. Like if she's mm-hmm. fat, boy, I would love to be fat. Listen. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't know why they say, like, or they have a huge problem with her accent. That is the biggest. Uh, if I could reach through the screen and punch people that go on and on and on about why she has an accent but doesn't have an accent, but her accent is weird, it mm-hmm. is so mind boggling to me. Why, just let people live. Let people live. Doesn't, Who cares? Doesn't she communicate mostly in? Portuguese anyway doesn't yes. she fucking say like I don't okay never mind never mind never mind I don't they're they're not, mad that she's from America but has an accent that's they're like what she I didn't sound like mad. this always right. I think that's what it was it's people like she doesn't always sound she didn't sound like this before I'm like yeah you don't understand how that works do you um <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, you don't. but okay 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 um, okay Anyway, uh, and then everybody else on the card not really interested in, and then Gilbert Burns has somehow managed his way to fight Tyron <laughs> Woodley, and here we are. I think he's going to give Woodley some problems, personally. I think so, too. <laughs> like, but whenever. And Woodley, Woodley okay, Woodley, first <laughs> of all, okay, I'm going to go back to this, and I'm not going to stop. Somebody needs to tell that man to stop fake rapping. I'm never <laughs> gonna get over it. Enough with the rapping. Enough. Get in the get in the octagon. Do what you gotta do. Enough with the rapping. His videos are dumb. People post video. They're dancing to them, and I think it's just poking fun at him. Like nobody's supporting him. They're all making fun, and that's that. <laughs> I actually cannot listen to his music. I get physically uncomfortable. I get like really uncomfortable. Listen, it's like-, like he's rapping in molasses. If molasses <laughs> was an accent or a tone of voice, that's Woodley's rapping. It's molasses. It's so weird. I just get so uncomfortable. I can't. And dude, you're almost forty. Like your your rap career is not about to take off, dude. Yeah, come on. It's not. It's just. Uh- 
it really makes no. me uncomfortable. Like just thinking about him rapping, I'm uncomfortable and I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate how uncomfortable it makes me feel, but no, I get the uncomfortableness. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um so but- what go ahead. I don't think Woodley is an easy fight, but I don't think he has any more easy fights at welterweight. The way Usman sort of just took him out of the fight doesn't make me very concerned for anyone else that Tyron is going to face at welterweight. Does that make sense? And you know what it is? Yes, because, and I, <laughs> I think I know what you mean, it's like Kamaro opened like a whole other side of the book that we didn't see mm-hmm. with Woodley before. Before Usman fought Woodley, we didn't see Woodley get taken down the way he did. Like, it was so, Usman did it so flawlessly that it's like now everybody could be like, huh, okay. They can work on something. Yes. It's like, now I know how to go about this. And it's not taking anything away from Kamaro saying that Woodley is beatable. But like, he, people know what to look for now and know what to train in a way that like sort of dismantles Woodley's entire game and it's not like he didn't have opportunities to crack Usman with something hard and that's not to say that he won't do that against every other opponent that he faces but it's not it doesn't feel inevitable to me anymore so yes we'll see totally got yeah okay um all right, moving on really quick. We haven't got to touch base on this. Um, this is kind of just we've been touching, we've been covering WWE because it's the only thing that was like giving us weekly programming. Um, so mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is having a baby. This we were so right, <gasps> right? So exciting. I think this is, I think it's, I think it's great, not hilarious. <laughs> I think it's so great. Um, I do also have to say, I know we always talk about crowds in like certain air, uh, sports and stuff like that. I am loving the crowd not being there for WWE events mm-hmm. only because I feel like they're producing the storylines they need to and they're doing what they want because it's not like the crowd booing mm-hmm. like something ridiculous. You know how everybody always like remember when they when Asuka first came to NXT, she was so huge and everybody made such a big deal. And then when she came to the main roster, when she showed up on Raw or something like that, or no, SmackDown, one of those, she like yeah. showed up and it was like half, like, I want to say like one fourth of the crowd was like cheering for her and then everything else was crickets. And then we like kind of lost Asuka for a little bit mm-hmm. and it was like, where's Asuka? Why isn't Asuka getting all the the matches she should be because she's so amazing and, and Sasha I remember like Sasha was on like such a run and then everybody turned on Sasha so now everybody's like mm-hmm. oh the crowd's not liking it so now we gotta backtrack mm-hmm. I love them just playing through the storyline without the crowd I think it's going so much better for the wrestlers yes there's still repeated people we see all the time but I really like I am truly enjoying wrestling just going through all of their storylines and not caring who's gonna be mad about it or what you know what I mean mm-hmm. I also too I'm someone who enjoys wrestling Sam's storylines which storylines is like a big part of professional yeah. wrestling I get that but like I'm someone who just like enjoys watching someone work a match so it's been really interesting to watch fighter like fighters <laughs> watch wrestlers just go out there and <laughs> do their thing no one punch me for that okay I prefer not to be lynched over that what I just mm-hmm. said yeah, well, they're about to find us and come after us. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying. I think wrestling without crowds has opened up a new sort of lane for pro wrestling. Like, I like all of, like, the packages and, like, the backstage stuff that they've been doing. And, like, Undertaker versus AJ Styles, great example of that. Money in the Bank, also another great example of that, of them just doing creative things without worrying about how a live audience is going to take it. Yes. It's been really interesting to see wrestlers actually wrestle without Mm -hmm. playing to a crowd or, well, they're still playing to a crowd, which 
is still awkward. Like entrances and stuff, really oh, weird. Oh, God, I want them to stop like doing Same. their like entrances as if they're people there. Like, no, just walk down the ramp. Just don't yeah. high five people pretending. Like, just go. Just yeah. go. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Or like Alexa, like or and Sasha, she still does like the like the boss rings to the crowd, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. there's nobody there. Just get in there. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really, really awkward. <laughs> Sam Alvey was pretending that people were in the arena. Uh, no, I hate it. I hated it. I hated it so much. I was like, this is so weird. Why are we pretending that you're not acknowledged? Like, why? We have already acknowledged that COVID is a thing. We've already acknowledged that this is all happening despite the fact that it's not intelligent and or smart or safe. So why pretend people are there? It's weird. And we should stop doing that. Yeah, really totally. Um, I just want to get into one topic before we open up the listener questions. Um, I'm sure you have a ton to say on it and I don't really know if I have a lot to say about this subject but I'm just gonna like just go off like on the fly and like not even so Conor McGregor put out a whole thread of goat fighters and (laughs) I just have to say to like half like actually all of you that listen and that like entertained that thread um, you worked yourself into a shoot, brother. I, a lot of y'all are so gullible. And, like, he does these things to stay relevant. And that's all, like, a lot of you say that. But then you interact with, number one, mm-hmm. his psychotic fans. And then you interact with him. And then you start defending all these. Let me tell you something, brothers. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit what you're typing feverishly 20 words a second. He doesn't give a shit. And his notifications to everybody without verification is off. That's definitely mm-hmm. fact. That's just what celebrities do. So you're literally typing into the void. Like, he gets everybody so riled up. And what was even funnier this time is that he got John Jones riled up. He got <laughs> Silver riled up. He got, um, who else? Khabib. Yeah, okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. Khabib tweeting. We know it's Ali, I, which I also thought was stupid. If Khabib Nate. is in the hospital with his father, why is Ali tweeting as if Khabib gives a shit about what Connor's talking about? It's so, it's just so irritating to me. And then Nate, the quote-unquote great, thinks he's going to have a piece after he got his ass beat in Madison Square Garden. He thinks he's going to say he's pound for pound. I, I am blown away by, number one, the stupidity of fighters and the fans who claim they hate Connor yet interact with every single thing he does. If you hate him and if you say he's losing clout, because that's their new thing, because Justin Gaethje said it, everybody else is going to say it, that he's losing clout, so stop interacting with him. Guess what? You just gave him all 100% of his clout right back. Every single one of you, every single fighter, this man is back on top. And that's all he wants. That's all he wants. I don't even follow Connor on Twitter, so I don't see his tweets that often until, like, everyone on my timeline is really interacting with him. So thank God for that. I actually didn't read a single tweet of that thread. I am protecting my peace. I do not need to see that. My spirit is fine the way that it is right now. I don't need that in my life. So I didn't get involved in that argument at all. But just in general, I try not to argue with, like, people who argue like goat stuff because i don't care like that's your personal opinion um and that, yes that's my other thing like why this is we literally just got into this whole fight the beginning of the year the goat mm-hmm. mma matches the goat um the goat fighter who cares opinion so now why because he's yeah. stating his opinion the world is now at a standstill it's bizarre and this is also someone people don't like. I but, but they sure are hanging on to his words. 
it boggles my mind how you can say you don't like people, but that's all you talk about constantly. It's like when I tweet something inflammatory and people are like blow up, like blowing up in my mentions. Like I tweeted something about Joe Rogan, which we won't get into, but 70 people fucking replied to that tweet. Fucking 70. Damn near 70 people replied to that tweet. And I muted it. I muted it like 20 minutes after I tweeted it. If you think these fighters and or celebrities are not muting tweets that you are replying to, you are an idiot because no one, no one with way less time in their life than I do is sitting on Twitter reading your replies to their tweets. They don't care. That and Connor's like tweeted that thread and then jumped off his yacht into the yeah. into the ocean. Connor does not give a <laughs> shit about what you're saying. Okay, he doesn't care. He does not. So for the for people who get like riled up about him in general, I don't understand them because they claim he's irrelevant. That's their big thing. They claim he's no longer relevant in the UFC, but bend over backwards to have entire conversations about him on Twitter. So it's either he's irrelevant or he's not. But that's just, like, that's a Connor discussion. Like, in general, and, that's... And I just, I, I would love to have a whole Connor. just show talking about that. Yeah, because he, like, the way he could pull all of you in and then you all respond and then go, well, he's irrelevant, so I don't care. And it's like, he just proved that he's not. And that's all you he tweeted about this for an team. hour. Yeah. Like, that's all he did with this tweet. You all see how he still runs shit. It's so sad that he still can do that, but like he still does and he will because he knows what to write to trigger people or get people all worked up. And he knows that who's going to respond to that? Khabib, Jones, all money fights. Hello. Like he's not like if he ever even thought of fighting John Jones, it would just be stupid. But like look at the amount of attention he's getting so now all john jones fans who think he's the goat now they're all attacking it's just it's such like a domino effect and all of you fall for it all the time and if you don't like like chelsea said if you guys don't want to hear from conor mcgregor stop interacting with his (laughs) stupid tweets that make you crazy but also john jones and Conor McGregor are like the pot and the kettle. Like oh, I think that interaction is so funny. <laughs> I can't. But it's like but in general people tend to like argue behind these trash men on Twitter constantly. Not even just in MMA, but like whose trash is better trash? That's literally what's happening. Yeah, it's like Conor's trash is golden, but John's <laughs> trash is platinum. So let's fight each other. Like stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but yeah, in general, I don't care about that goat conversation. I just don't because I don't care if you think so-and-so is better than who I think is better. Um, Because I'm not going to lose sleep over that shit at night. I don't care. I don't care. But yeah, people can like talk about shit on the timeline all day. And then you'll see one sanctimonious prick be like, I don't even care. So I didn't tweet about it, but you're still (laughs) talking about the tweet, you idiot. (laughs) Like, so... I see a lot of people do that. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to quote what he said about goat conversations, but he is wrong. And I'm like, okay, now everybody knows you're talking about Conor McGregor. So way to go. Or even just, just like other people who are like, haha, I'm better than you because I'm not interested in this topic. Like, shut the fuck up. Go fuck yourself. How about that? The... And that happens a lot in this fandom. There's a lot of like, and there also seems to, people seem to think there's like a hierarchy in this fandom. There is no hierarchy. You all bleed the same. You're all made the same shit. You all shit in the same fucking toilet. You all take a shower every day. There is no hierarchy in MMA. I don't give a fuck who you think you are, how many followers you think you have, how many friends, quote unquote, you think you have. There is no hierarchy. You're all the same people. So take that. Also, you're not cool if you tweet about people who are more popular than you being assholes. You're like, you're, you're literally just as bad. You're just as annoying. Because no one with a ton of followers on Twitter actually cares that they have a ton of followers on Twitter. Like, it's always the people who are somewhere in the middle that care more about being popular. 
Like, you think big accounts on Twitter sit around being like, how can I tweet and get more followers than the already annoying people that follow me on Twitter? Like, no one cares about Twitter that much. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We've talked a lot. We've ranted a lot. There is more to discuss eventually that we will always be talking about. So I hope you enjoyed our rant. I hope you enjoyed our bitching. We made you laugh. We made you forget about COVID for a little bit. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.